It's lights out, and away we go. Bottas ahead of Hamilton, who got away well. Hamilton scoots past Bottas on the inside. Vettel challenging on the outside. Charles Leclerc goes on the inside of Vettel. Hamilton leads Bottas, leads Leclerc, leads Vettel, leads Verstappen. And round the outside of Pierre Gasly comes Daniel Ricciardo in the Renault. But what a great start for Lewis Hamilton. For the first time this season, he's beaten his teammate off the line. And Kvyat's gone into Norris, and they're out of the race, and Sainz has picked up damage as well. Let Sebastian buy, let Sebastian buy. But uh, I'm pulling now, I'm pulling away. That message might be a little old, he's letting Sebastian Vettel pass. Vettel moves up into third place. Charles Leclerc obeys team orders and Sebastian Vettel is now released to get after Valtteri Bottas and try and reduce the deficit that has grown to about three and a half seconds in the opening ten laps of this race. Lewis Hamilton on his way to a sixth Chinese Grand Prix victory. It's pretty much six of the best for Lewis Hamilton. Alain Prost waves the chequered flag. A four-time world champion acknowledges a five-time world champion winning the Chinese Grand Prix. What a start to the season it has been for Mercedes. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to another edition of the Q3 Podcast, which has been proudly presented by Sin. I'm your host, Ben Pascuzzi, and I'm joined by James Worth as always. James, how are we, mate? Good yourself? Yeah, very good, thanks. It was an interesting F1 1000th Grand Prix. Yeah, it was, um, certainly wasn't what we hoped in a way. Nowhere near Bahrain, but nevertheless, we do have a Grand Prix to talk about. So for those that don't know, of course, Lewis... The winner, the winner uh, of the 900th um, F1, and now the 1000th Grand Prix, got the chocolates there over there in China, making it a third successive race for Mercedes to get the 1-2, so we'll be talking a lot about that, into the points and actually finish the race for once. So Finally saw the chicken so, flag. So we'll be talking about that. But before we get into any of the talking points, we're going to get straight into our race recap. And going through the results for the top 10 finishes of the Chinese Grand Prix, we've got Lewis Hamilton coming in first place, Valtteri Bottas in second, only six and a half seconds behind uh, Hamilton. We've got Vettel in third, Verstappen uh, in fourth, Charles Leclerc in fifth, Pierre Gasly in a very, very strong sixth with that uh, extra point for the fastest lap, Mm -hmm. which brings him equal um, 10 points which is you know, a very good result for him. Then we had Danny Ricciardo in 7th, Sergio Perez in 8th, Raikkonen in ninth, and Alexander Albon, the cult hero of uh, Toro Rosso, coming in from pit lane to finish in 10th. Mm-hmm. And the two non-finishers there were Danny Kvyat in the other Toro Rosso and Nico Hulkenberg and Lando in Norris. Renault. And Lando Norris. And Lando Norris. Oh, yes. Sorry. It said... Had NC, so the, not classified the, the for both Kvyat and Hulkenberg. The torpedo. But Norris was classified as finished 18th. So it's the laps, isn't it? You've got I to finish so. a certain amount of laps yeah. to be classified. Yep. That's what it is. So anyway, so those were the finishes of the Chinese Grand Prix. We'll get into the race recap right now. So, of course, Hamilton makes it his second win in a row, third podium in a row, of course, third one to finish in a row for Mercedes to start off the 2019 Formula One season. Absolutely incredible stuff from Mercedes to keep this consistency up. And of course, Hamilton didn't even start from pole, started from second and just had a far better and quicker start than Valtteri Bottas and was able to overtake him on that first corner. 
Alex Albon came from starting in the pits, as you said, James, to finish in 10th position. So that was an incredible display from him. And it was really good to see him hold off a fast-finishing Kimi Raikkonen as yep. well. Kimi Raikkonen got within, I think it was 7 tenths or 6 tenths um, of Alex Albon in the remaining last but. I think they told Kimmy just to hold off because in the end, I think it was three seconds or a drift of him in the end. Um, of course, the team orders it hit uh, Charles Leclerc very badly, gifting Vettel that podium finish. So Leclerc yep. was around about lap 10, you'd say? Yeah. Lap 10, 11. I think so. Uh, was told to swap places with Vettel. And at that time, Leclerc wasn't really setting the, um, setting the world on fire. Neither was it Vettel. It was lap 7. Lap seven, lap there you seven. go. So then Vettel, um, of course, was behind Leclerc. It was around about a second behind him. Yep. So they switched places, and Vettel, to, the reason why they switched places was so that they could have the, or as they put it, a better chance of uh, reeling in the two Mercedes who were just breaking away from Leclerc at that point. And Vettel didn't do that. Vettel didn't really break away. And, of course, eventually it ended up seeing uh, Leclerc lose a place to Max Verstappen. Yeah, it wasn't too good because... Um, if you if you listen to the radio um, yeah. package, he said, but I'm going faster. Mm. And they were constantly giving him lap times, comparing him to Vettel, and he was the faster car. Mm. Even though he was catching up to him, his lap times were significantly better. Mm. So you, you've got to feel for um, yeah. for Leclerc because he does have the potential. And, he, you know, we do want to see him do well. And these sort of things just... They punch him in the knackers, and it's just, oh, mate, it's, yeah. it's not a great feeling. Mm. We'll, we'll, do, we'll delve into this more deeply uh, during our Talking Points segment coming up. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, he saw the chequered flag for the first time this season, finishing in seventh, which, of course, is the first place for best of the rest. So it was good to see I Daniel I love how Ricciardo. we've got that little, like, classification now, which is best of the rest. Well, it is. You got your top six because those are the top three teams. And yep. then that is it. It's the best of the rest. So it's good in one way, um, the way it is. So it's like, all right, you clearly got your top six. And then it's like, all right, who's going to get the best of the rest? So there's that perspective. But then there's the also downside of that is we're not seeing a full championship fought. We're only seeing a fought by three teams. But I think that's two what teams. But we're, we're expecting that, though. Like, yeah. we're not. Should we, though? Should we be expecting that? Look, I don't ne- think so. Next year, I don't think we will. Yeah. Next year, all the all the we'll big see. car manufacturers, mm. uh, you know, like Renault, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, McLaren, all these big engine providers are gonna are gonna show the F one world what they got because mm. it's gonna hold, it's gonna hold a pretty big advantage going by what we've um yep. what we've heard. Uh, Renault, of course, more problems uh, with Nico Hulkenberg forced to retire, making it four retirements out of a possible six. So that's Hulkenberg's second retirement. Yep. Uh, he finished seventh in the Australian Grand Prix. Did. So now it was the reverse. This time it was Ricardo finishing in seventh, Hulkenberg retiring. Haas did not get a driver in the top ten. Yeah, it wasn't too good. They um they ended up finishing... Uh, Magnussen finished 13th and Grosjean finished 11th, uh, both one lap behind. Off the pace. And so they... Magnuson, uh, do, do you know what the start? Here's a starting grid. Let me get this up because it's um, it plays a bit of a role in China because in the uh, the, the first corner is kind of like a you don't really break that much. You kind of how, how would you say idle idle into the first S shaped um, corner? Would you mm. say that? Like it's like it's it, it's a difficult um, first first turn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there were nine and ten. 
Uh, and Grosjean, finish, yeah, so the point. Grosjean on Magnussen didn't even pose a lap time. Speaking of that, um, that they both started 9-10, this was the third Grand Prix in F1 history that saw two teams line yeah. up across each other How in the top satisfying 10. is so it, both though? Teams. How like, good is that? Both teams. Both drivers for teams, sorry. If you look at it, like, when you were, when I was to watch the coverage, mm. it was uh, aqua, aqua, red, red, dark blue, dark blue. Yeah. Um, and then it was yellow, 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 and then gray, gray. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. It was beautiful. It was good. It was just good symmetry. That's a satisfying moment. So that was really good. And on that point, we're going to get straight into our talking points from the Chinese Grand Prix. All right. So our first talking point of today is, is this Mercedes year? Could they go one and two? Yeah, it is. I think it's... I mean, last week there was a lot of talk about, oh, it was Ferrari's uh, race. I mean, even I, even I said yeah, that Leclerc all, was going to win this race. I think I said Vettel was going to win this race. Yeah. But I think it's clear. Uh, I think we were, I guess... I think we jumped on the high in. horse. We were hooked in on the, the romance of seeing Ferrari Absolutely. do well after that weekend in Bahrain where they just dominated and, of course, Leclerc copped that issue. But that was the thing. That was the exact issue. They didn't win that race when they dominated the whole weekend and Mercedes still found a way when they were off the pace the whole weekend to not oh sorry, to finish one two. So yep. I think that summed up the way or that's going to sum up the way this season is gonna end up going. So I can definitely I I definitely can't really see anyone um, posing a real yep. strong threat at this stage. I know we've changed tune really quickly, but when you look at it from the outside of Bahrain, Ferrari, again, dominant, and they didn't do it. Mm. Mercedes, as you just said there, right, quite rightly as well, they are just consistently good. And they've gotten a 1-2 in each of the first three Grand Prix, whether or not they had the quicker car, exactly and they still did right. it. So, yes, that's, it's That's the be main there, thing yeah. with Formula 1. I think, I think we're going to see, hopefully, a similar battle to what we saw in uh, Rosberg's final year in 2016. Oh, I hope so. Because I, I, they're not they're not letting uh, Bottas back off. Yeah, so, absolutely not. Because yeah. they know, like you know, last year he got effed over. Yeah, bad, like bad. He like, he needed one race win, and then he got robbed uh, in China last uh, year. Last year, and Danny Rick won. But I want to say one thing: that Mercedes double pit stop oh was the sexiest God. thing I have seen in years. That was unbelievable. Was it Brundle? I think yeah. he was commenting, why are they doing this? Why risk it? They got to be on point. And then you just see him go, boom. Hamilton straight in. I thought they were a little bit slow on Hamilton. He got out anyway. Bottas didn't, Bottas didn't have stop. to slow down. No. Straight in. New dies. Oh, my I God. Think, that was amazing. I think that... um. If you haven't seen it, if you have not seen it, search on YouTube we'll, we'll, or just do any... Oh yeah, um, in, I think we should put it up on our Facebook, right. a little snippet of it, because it, we'll was, it, on Facebook. it was so smooth. Um, but uh, Bottas did hesitate for a little bit. You could kind of see his movement. Mm. I think he didn't... I think he just idled in because he realised yeah. that he was going too quick. He did slow... It's, yeah. it's an 80 kilometre. That's the speed limit in the pit lane. Mm. And I think he just put his foot off the throttle and just idled in because he knew, okay, I don't want to overwhelm these guys. Yeah. Just, you know, p- put a little bit... Of, he, he, so he didn't slow down yeah. at all. He I just took the foot there. off the gas and he just idled in. Yeah. And it was so smooth. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then he got in front of Verstappen. Yeah. That, that, that was the main gig about that was that uh, Bottas would finish ahead of Verstappen, get mm-hmm. that double pitch stop going. Mm-hmm. That's and of what, course, the whole reasoning behind... 
getting that pit stop in. They didn't need to do it. They yeah. were so far in front. They were on the hard tyres, which were the white stripe tyres. But in case there was a safety car, and of course, Mercedes, well, was... they would have had last year's result fresh in their mind because yep. the Ferraris had just pitted onto yellow stripe mediums. Exactly. So did the uh, the two Red Bulls. So if there had been a safety car incident and Mercedes were left out just with those hard-used tyres, you would have thought that the Ferraris and Red Bulls would have just gone Absolutely. through and done what Daniel Ricciardo did last year, which Absolutely. is how they benefited. So doing that with that lead that they had, absolutely perfect. Covered off that safety car, winning so it, the bag. It showed professionalism. It was great. Uh, it, it just shows it. And, it was great. Uh, but, again, Red Bull came off with the quicker, pit, quickest pit stop, which was 2.1 seconds. Jeez. And speaking, we'll, we'll, we'll continue on, on Red Bull and just tyres. I want to get into that point about that extra point because Pierre Gasly, uh, he did what we thought would happen at the start of the season and that is that getting into, sorry, having a pit stop with a couple of laps remaining and getting in fresh uh, soft tyres to put in a quickest lap to ensure you get that extra point and that is exactly what happened on the very final lap. Pierre Gasly got the fastest lap. He pitted a lap prior to that to put on those red soft tyres which were the quicker tyre of course and he got it so we got that extra point um, again do we like this? I love it I mean it's we're going to keep, bar- we're gonna keep asking when this happens but it's yeah. great I mean you can't do you like this happening though that someone comes into pit purely for absolutely purely to just get that extra absolutely. point because, because his next competitor was Daniel Riccardi who was one lap behind mm. him you know like that's that's some pretty big, you know, time a whole lap. Yeah. So he had he had time, and he's just like, why not? You know, I'm not gonna lose anything. I'm o- I'm over a minute and a half in front. I may as well just give it a go. So um, you know, certainly paid off for him. Good on you, Pierre. Yeah, and of course he went from eight points to nine points because of that. Got one less point than Charles Leclerc. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, so it's eight points for um. For well, I'm guessing, <laughs> it must be because he's got nine. So. You'd I, I think that. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, there's, there's two points. Because it's ten, eight, six, four, two, one. Simple maths. And that simple maths with Ben. And quickly, just that point was very crucial because Pierre Gasly now moves into sixth place in the drivers' standings. He moves one point, one crucial point, clear of Alpha Romeo Racing's Kimi Raikkonen, who is on twelve points. Gasly on thirteen. Yep. Thirteen. Does that number? Hold any resonance with you? 13. Thinking of Australian sport? 13. All right, we're going to insert here some great, a great piece of Australian commentary from Anthony Hudson and about the number 13. Might not be over yet. Five seconds to oh, let it bounce. 13! 13! <laughs> Can you believe it? He's kicked 13 on the siren. So, yeah, for those that don't know, uh, oh, that was Anthony, was Hudson, Anthony Hudson commenta- commentating uh, Lance Franklin kicking 13 goals. Who is an AFL footballer? Yep. If you, don't know what, football. if you don't know what AFL is, we'll just look up AFL's hardest hits on YouTube. Yep. And you get a better appreciation. Watch, watch American reacts to Australian <laughs> hits. It's good. Anyway, let's move on can to... I put, can, so before we go on, I want to put something to you, all right? With this whole uh, fastest lap thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, by just, the way, I, I love what... Pierre Gasly did. That's great. How yeah. good. Go right, I'm going to put this to you. So it's we're in Abu Dhabi. Yep. And Sebastian Vettel is in second. Lewis Hamilton is in first. And that um, seven-point difference, right, um, he's down by six. 
If no, so what am I saying? Is he's down by seven, yep. right? So, so they'd be equal at the end of that whole thing. Yep. And he's miles in front of third place, and they both go on and they both pit. They both pit at the exact lap. same lap, and they go get the quickest lap. Oh, it doesn't matter man. what changes. Right, the position's always going to stay the same. Always going to be Vettel one, uh, two, sick. and yeah. Miss uh, Hamilton one. I haven't thought about right? that they're, at all. And they're both going to pit at the exact same time, but they're going to hold their positions, right? Mm. Because obviously he's not going to catch him, yeah. and they're just going for that fastest lap. But like I'm talking to do this ten know, laps in I know. ten laps in advance, ten laps, and okay. they just are fanging it. Stop saying that word. They are just oh flying. God. That's better, flying. Yeah. So that I re- what they get three tires or like two two pit stops. They go bang, and then bang again, and it comes nah, down just to be, the, just be one it comes tires. down to the last lap probably. No, nah, they I both go into the pits. They come out and they oh. I reckon I reckon the situation would be similar to Gasly's. Two laps to go, and they just go for it for one lap. So they're just uh, flying that. Yeah. How crazy would that be? That though? would be amazing. But like the whole thing is one like sector one Hamilton's gone purple, sector two Vettel's gone purple. And they're running the exact same time. And it comes up to the final penultimate corner. What happens if it's a draw? What? Well, no, it's, it's like an actual dead heat. No, as in just say the championship ends in a draw and Vettel needed that extra point and he, get, and he got it because he was eight well, points Well, it'd behind. be most race wins, wouldn't it? They'd get, uh, they'd, oh, yes. They'd award right. it to most and race say wins. say they ha- both have most race wins. Both, both had the exact same race wins. Fastest laps, I think it would be. How many fastest laps they'd get? Fire out. This thing's incredible. Yeah. Fastest and, lap has just unlocked everything. All right. No, but like what I'm saying is like how many fastest yeah. laps they'd do either quality or how many might be how many pole mm. positions. Pole positions, yeah. But then Bottas is just sitting there in fifth place saying, oh, I got all of them. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, our race is starting to get boring with drivers pulling away with massive gaps. Of course, we saw Gasly do that and get the pit. So, yep. James, what do you reckon? Um... I think yes, solid because I wrote this in in the run sheet. Um, it, I just found it so boring last night. It was it was very boring. It was I a very was, boring. I race. was getting so bored. I'm like, I want to see someone like overtake Hamilton. Mm. I don't care if it's you know for half a lap and he gets overtaken by DRS, but you know, mm. I, I don't like it. Mm. It's getting boring. So have have the regulations worked? No. They've made the cars... They said they were going to make the cars slower. The cars are quicker. Exactly. That's oh the whole God. thing. The cars are going li- quicker. Do you remember when they came out last year? Yeah. And they ha- we did a whole show about this. Yeah. It was a pitch to the podcast. And we did a whole show about the new regulations. Yeah. And they, Charlie Whiting, rest in peace, said that they would slow the cars down to make them more competitive and have more overtakes. But as usual, F1 teams exploiting the rules to as far as they can and getting the best out of the car have made the car somehow quicker. It's just incredible. But like but every single unfortunately, team made it Unfortunately, of course, the racing has dropped. Bahrain, though, Bahrain was a great Grand Prix, but I think I think we just need to hold off a little bit. I mean, the Chinese Grand Prix, that second sector, very, very hard for, um, for cars to follow each other. Yep. Which, of course, um, saw a lot of tyre degradation and stuff and making it hard to follow. So The tyre deg at Bahrain was ridiculous. Yeah, That's but, the they worst. Could, but they could still follow each other a little Absolutely. bit closer than Absolutely. China. But, but again, that, but I think it's early. Bahrain are one can't. of those tracks that it's easy to overtake. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those, you know, like Suzuka, right? If you, if you mess up one thing, you're straight into the barrier. Where oh China, God. correct. 
Like if you, you know, if you bit an oversteer and it's a bit too much and you lose control of the car, there's no gravel chase or anything to run into. You're straight into the barrier. It's like Suzuka. They're, they're unforgiving tracks. Do you know what I mean? Where Bahrain, you've got a bit more space because there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of track that, you know, I don't know what you call it. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of track outside the track that you yeah, can run off, off into. Run off area. Yeah. But it's not like gravel or grass or anything. Like, it's road where, you know, these these tracks don't. They're all just grass. Yeah. All right, let's move on from the regulations to a team. And actually, you know what? No, we're going to get straight into Ferrari. All right, so Charlotte Leclerc, of course, was given uh, team orders to let Sebastian Vettel pass on that seventh lap. Was that the right call? And second of all, how much of... I guess how much of a preference is Charles Leclerc going to get going to get in the next Grand Prix in Baku? This this, this is an interesting one because I was talking to my old man about this yesterday when watching the race. And did you did you watch the uh, F three? No, no, it's from Formula E last year. No. Nope. So one of the drivers, Jean Eric Verne, was driving, and his teammate, um, I believe it was, I could be wrong, it could be a different team. Uh, he he was in front of him, and he was a championship leader. And he was it was like three races to go, and they said team orders, you know, let him pass. And he's t- literally you can see in the uh, overhead cam, we're on the home straight. He's gone down in his race suit and he's pulled the radio out, and he's chucked it down on the floor, and he's driven his one. And then he's just swearing in the mic uh, after the race, saying, "Yeah, I proved to you." And then from then on, do you think um, team orders were a thing? No, nope. See? So I reckon if this still happens, Charles Leclerc's going to do that. Mm. And he's just going to say, look... Ferrari, Ferrari came out at the start of the season saying there's going to be no team orders. But it's, like, happened in all three. <laughs> it's happened in all three races. Come on, man. You can't so, you can't say that to the loyal, um, you know, prancing it, horse fans. Yeah, it happened to Vettel in Bahrain. And, of course, now it happened to Leclerc. So not good. Not very good at all. So it's very disappointing. But in terms of it being... Uh, the last time we see it, I think uh, Ferrari they'll do it again. But again, very disappointing that it ha- that it has happened. Um, we'll move on now to Renault. Now they've had more mechanical troubles. Of course, Hulkenberg now retiring from his second race. What's do we do? We take this as a massive issue, or do we? I guess look at it in terms of a glass half-full perspective because of Daniel Ricciardo finishing in seventh. You've got to be worried. You have to be worried mm. because, you know, you've you've retired four out of a possible six, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, And they brought in new MGUK. Correct. Um, An MGUK unit. Yeah, exactly. So they have, they've had, you know, R&D, research and development, so they've, you know, been able to go to the factory and say, this is what, this is what we need to improve. You know, they've got the new parts. They've got the new power units. There's no excuses for them. And then they retired on what was it the twentieth lap? Something like that. It was, that, about, it was yeah. about the twentieth lap that um, Hulkenberg retired. So it was it not not a good result for Hulkenberg, and he'd be certainly you know um, very frustrated with it because you know the first couple of corners he was looking good, he was looking pretty solid. Hmm. But then I think one thing leads to another, and then you don't hmm. you don't have a car to race. Off topic, his helmet was my favourite. Yeah, easily. That the yellow. old, the old school. No, no. I'm sorry. No. What? No, I don't agree with that. You're going with Brabham. 
You just said you agreed with Hulkenberg. Yeah, nah. I, that was more like of a, you know, I was looking at the uh, Formula 1 official cram fan group. If you don't know what that is, get onto it. Uh, so, yeah, I was daydreaming and I just said, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, um, I think George Russell's was good. He was, had a half-half. Nah, Hulk's was fantastic. Uh, Ricardo matched his car. I've got to give I've got to give Ricardo some props because it was the old Jack Brabham helmet. It was Simple, good, but grey Ricardo. There you go. Have a nice day. Yeah, but nah, Hulk's matched his car. It was just beautiful. I I, I kind of like the old Renault logo. I'm going to admit I'll, I'll give him props for that. But um, I don't know. I just I like George Russell's because it was his old karting helmet, and it was split in two. It was his old karting helmet and his current one. So I kind of like that, you know, what do you call it? Integration of hybrid. Amen. There we go. All right, next talking point. What's the go with Haas? Oh, they're looking like... um, They're no, looking like... Don't. No, I'm don't. not. I'm not. They're looking like a bit of a joke this uh, this season because it's not looking good. Again, you know, they've had lacklustre performances. Uh, in China, they finished... 11th and and 14th, 13th, sorry, 11th and 13th, all one lap behind, you know, and and you're expecting to be best of the rest again. You you know, we had this discussion at the start of the season and we said, you know, who's going to be the best of the rest? I said Haas, you said Renault. And at this stage, they're not both looking good either because Renault have had four out of six retirements out of, you know, six chances and Haas have put in lacklustre performances week after week. They might have had one good top 10 finish, really solid. Magnussen finished, what was it, fourth or fifth? It was his, it was his career best. It was fantastic for him. But Grosjean's letting them down in those in those stand, you know chances. And then when Roman's having a good race, Kevin lacks as well. So they need to find that chemistry. They need to find that. I, I don't know what it is, but it's not going well for them. And they need to pick up because in... Um, in our pit stop podcast, they're certainly going to be our, uh, you know, teams and drivers at stake because, again, we keep talking about Mick Schumacher and he's lining up for a seat at Haas if uh, things don't improve. I think. Mm-hmm. I just realised I said that Albon held off Raikkonen. He didn't. He, he didn't. Fin- no. Yeah. Was, uh, Why didn't you tell me during? I don't know. I was like, oh, this sounds no, nah, man. Yeah. Yeah. He finished. Um. He finished ninth, and Albon finished tenth. Yeah. It was a good fight though. Albon did well, but. Yeah, Raikkonen eventually got him. All right, uh, next talking point, Hammers. What do you got? What have I got? I have the torpedo, mm. the legend, the, the the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Kvyat, the torpedo. He doesn't have a brake, I don't think. He just um, he's got an accelerator and he just uses it. Mm-hmm. So he went straight into the um, into the rear end of Lando Norris, causing uh, Lando to go airborne. And getting a few feet off the air, as well. damaged Carlos signs. So and as well that um, that escalated into Carlos signs having pit stop troubles, as they couldn't get the front front wing off. And then after the race, they they um, went on to say that the front wing got jammed in the um, in the locking me- in the locking mechanisms, which oh, because obviously he shunted into him. Front wing came off, you know, the, but the nose of the car was still attached. Uh, but it shunted and it locked, and it was harder for them to get um, the. It was harder for them to get the nose off, which resulted in them losing places, and then, of course, signs retiring at the end of the race. No, what am I saying? He, didn't re- he finished fourteenth. That's right. 
All right, speaking with Kvyat anyway, he got a drive-through penalty. He reckons that, well, he totally disagreed with that and reckoned that was pretty harsh um, at the end of the race, saying that because Lando Norris had locked up as well and he, Lando Norris, had gone completely off the track, then re-entered the track, uh, Kvyat didn't really have anywhere to go. So do you think that drive-through penalty was too harsh considering what Kvyat just said? Mm. I don't, it, it's a tough one because we don't see we've only seen one angle of this whole crash. We haven't seen the angle of Carlos Sainz. We haven't had we haven't seen the. Um, yeah, we saw Carlos Sainz. Did we? Yeah, I must have uh, had a dodgy KO screen, uh, stream. But uh, yeah, so I I think I, I think he deserves it because you know you're making a cargo airborne and yes I know that Lando might have run wide due to a lockup but I mean you know. These things happen and on a, on a crazy first lap, and then like first laps are notorious for uh, dodgy penalties and dodgy, um, you know, positions and overtakes, whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kvyat uh, got what he deserved. Yeah, I see his point. I do see his yeah. point that Lando Norris did come off the track. Um, As do I, but, but like he needs he needs an entry. The drive the drive through penalty isn't too harsh of a penalty, I think, for him to be complaining about. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, he lived up to his nickname. Look, it's Let's better it's way. better than a stop and go penalty. Yeah, it it's is. way better than a stop and go penalty. All right, that wraps up our talking points from the Chinese Grand Prix. We are now getting it stuck into our comments from the F1 official fan group. All right, so. We've got a post, um, an article from ESPN UK uh, that was shared onto it, and it was uh, Ferrari has failed to live up to preseason hype. The article goes on to saying, you know, testing suggested that Ferrari would be the best team in 2019. Uh, obviously, from their quicker pace, and uh, Mercedes not showing their pace in Barcelona. But uh, one person uh, goes on to a lengthy bit of uh, what would you call it? A, a, a lengthy bit of. Uh, scripture saying yeah mercedes seem to have an advantage but leclerc is getting uh the best out of so please re-pronounce charles leclerc's name leclerc yeah you said leclerc oh sorry shame go again yeah mercedes seem to have an advantage but leclerc uh is getting the best out of ferrari and they should never have switched them as vettel just locked up the brakes and made his mistakes comprise comprise uh leclerc by breaking him up within reach of Verstappen. If Vettel had, dr- um, had driven as a four-time world champion, should have, fer- uh, should have Ferrari would have won the championship last last year and just maybe the year before. Tread carefully, Vettel, or you might find Ferrari a new number one driver just waiting to take your place. Fair enough. Respect, don't you reckon? Yep. I mean, you know, there's... You can't, you can't deny it. You can't... Um, you know, say anything else because it's just hard-hitting truth. Um, and then again, we've got... It's kind of a meme of Toto Wolf with his hands in delight. Uh, Australia, Bodas, Hamilton, Bahrain, Hamilton, Bodas, China, Hamilton, Bodas. Uh, and then someone just puts in a cheeky comment saying MotoGP is much more exciting. It is. <laughs> Shout out to Australian Jack Miller finally getting his first podium finish in MotoGP. And we have a, uh, a screenshot of the camera of the Williams car back in the garage. Uh, I'll just show up in the photo now so it gets a bit of context. You say garage. Garage. It's like garage. Garage. 
Um, the Brits all say garage, but I'm garage. Garage. So um, garage. So he's got his hands slumped over his head, um, leaning on the halo of the of I believe it's George Russell's car. Uh, someone said I was laughing at Williams, but then I saw this image. Sad face. Um, and then once, and then someone says that uh, I've just finished watching a documentary. You know, the F1 uh, survived, drive to survive, and it gave him some um, insight in how you know the teams really work and how sad it is that Williams is gradual decline. Which I agree because I mean, you know, we were seeing Williams with Felipe Massa and uh, Valtteri Bottas, funnily enough, in 2014. Uh, you know, getting up there with the best of the rest. You know, they were coming up against uh, a newly shaped. Uh, Renault with a brand new baby faced um Kevin Magnuson, which was and, and Jolene Palmer as well, which was uh great to see them uh, you know, in in just developing their um their driving skills and trying to, you know, compete with the likes of Felipe Massa and the likes of Valtteri Bottas have gone to bigger and better things. Uh but now, you know, they've just it's been a gradual decline and it's just it's it's disappointing because we we want better for them. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah? I'm glad. All right, is that it? We've got a couple more. We've got a couple more, so... Go quickly. Uh, one regarding uh, Vettel. Uh, today, Verstappen found out what happened when other drivers don't respect you, which is pretty fair. So they were saying it more just like, hey, you know, this is what happens when you don't respect you, Yeah, actually, we forgot about that. That's a big yeah. talking point, that. So Verstappen, of course, um, didn't get to set a final lap in Q3, like his quickest lap, because he backed off from one of the Ferraris, I think it was Leclerc, uh, then Vettel passed him, Ricardo passed him, someone else passed him, I can't remember who. So then he complained about them not having respect or whatever. Everyone knows when you back off from the... What's it called? When you back off leading into the final yep. corner, that you hold your position. Yeah. No. I mean, seriously, Verstappen, everyone exactly. else behind you wasn't going to make it. So you just backing up prevents them from doing it. Correct. So have a little cry, but have, you, ha- cause have a cry, yourself, mate. you cause that yourself. So the comment goes on to say, you never showed anyone any respect to any other drivers, and so you got some payback. Deal with it, champ. Suck it up. Yeah. Good on him. Seriously. Like, you can't back up that much in Q3. Fair enough, but especially this time, and I don't know how long was they cut in for watch Q3. Yep. I reckon there would have been, what, 10 seconds or something? It had to be. Less. Less. There you go. Yeah, you go. Yeah. You just go, because everyone behind you wants to go as well. So Correct. as far as I'm concerned, he was holding everyone up. Mm. I agree. Mm. Disappointing. Yep. All right, any other comments, or is that it? That's about it, mate. It's been pretty quiet, because everyone's realised how boring of a race it was. Mm. Anyway, so that wraps up. This edition of the Q3 podcast, it was the Chinese Grand Prix review, proudly presented, of course, by Sin. We will be back Monday uh, to record a preview of the back the Baku Grand Prix because, of course, this weekend we do have the weekend off. There is no racing, unfortunately. <sighs> but until next Monday, when we re- preview the Baku Grand Prix, we'll see you at the front of the grid.